Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. Host of Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise. A podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every Friday, we choose a new craft beer from a different brewery and talk about... The history of the beer. What's in it. How it was made. The history of the brewery. Along with tasting notes and more fun facts. After that, come chill with us as we bring you the latest in pop culture news and reviews. So check out Crackin' One Open, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Another season of Forgotten Horror has come to an end, but as Field paraphrases Al Pacino from Send of a Woman, We're just getting warmed up! Spend the next few months with Forgotten Cinema as Season 7 kicks off with movies from all across the decades. We jump to the 70s to talk about the front page starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. We dive into the 80s with Michael Mann's Thief and the Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan thriller DOA, and then slice into Butler's childhood years the 90s with The Last Samurai and The Negotiator. That's right, Field. You're old. So very... Very old. Shut up, Butler. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike Field. And I'm Pat Whalen. Pat is a lifelong comic book geek. And Mike is a filmmaker and storyteller. So naturally, a bulk of our conversations surround the world of the Marvel movies. Some consider the MCU one of the greatest achievements in modern day filmmaking. And others just think they're comic book movies. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond, and have a little fun along the way. You may not have asked for it. You certainly don't need it. But you'll be happy we're here. We think. This is yet another MCU podcast. All right, we're back. The beginning of phase three, I guess, begins with <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Pat, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. This isn't really a Captain America movie, but we'll get into it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So um, uh, we have a guest, Pat. We do have a guest. Who is it? <laughs> like, welcome, Paul Santos. He's the owner of Infinite Heroes, our sponsor for the recommended reading section. Paul, say hi. Could you just give us a bit of your background? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I used to work at DC Comics for about seven years as a editor in collected editions, and then I left LA to move back to Connecticut to open a comic shop, which is a dream come true. <laughs> no, it's great. No, it's it's great. Well, where is your comic shop? If for people that are in Connecticut, uh, I'm in uh, Watertown. Uh, the actual address is 1098 uh, Main Street, which is where we are right now recording. We're on location. It's weird. It is weird because usually <laughs> we're in my kitchen on these high stools at an island, but this is much better in oh, great. nicer atmosphere. Oh, great. Glad <laughs> to hear that. Very, very glad to hear that. So a couple of new things with this is the fact that we have a guest, but also that uh, Pat made me read the comic before I watched this movie. Oh, good work. This good is, work. This yeah. is a change because Mike has never read yeah. a comic before. All right. So we're going to do Captain America Civil War. This movie came out on May 6, 2016. It's 147 minutes rated PG-13 production budget of $250 million. It's opening weekend. It did about 179, domestic 408, and then worldwide 1.1 billion dollars. Avengers like money, Pat. Because this is an Avengers movie. (laughs) We're not the only ones to think that. (laughs) I will back Pat up on that one. This is basically an Avengers two and a half. Yes. Sorry for Ultron. We'll do it. We'll do it right now. (laughs) Listen, Ultron is an okay. B movie, and I'll leave it. There's there's worse Marvel movies than, than uh, Age of Ultron. Excellent, excellent. So this one's directed by uh, the Russo brothers. They obviously come back for uh, the 
next to Avengers. I just wrote down Avengers three and four because I didn't want to bother to write out everything. <laughs> Written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. I'm sure it was also uncredited rewrite by 15 other people. <laughs> Music by Henry Jackman, who uh, goes on, who did Winter Soldier. He also does Big Hero Six, which is going to be one of our bonus episodes if we haven't done it already. Uh, cinematography by Trent Opalock. Uh, who does Winter Soldier and then he returns for Infinity War and Endgame. So everybody, I'm not, everyone's in this movie. Everyone is in this movie that is, has been in other movies before. I'm not going to go through the entire list. We'll get to them. I guess I just wanted to do the newer people that we haven't seen before. Although Frank Grillo does come back as Crossbones. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yep. You can explain that to me later. I guess we, <laughs> now we, we see, we meet T'Challa or Black Panther because Chadwick uh, Boseman's in this mm-hmm. movie now. And now I guess this is a prequel to Black Panther, supposedly. Uh, we are greeted with Peter Parker, uh, Tom Holland, who, who goes on to do, obviously, the Spider-Man movies. Then we have his last name, Zemo. Is that right? Yes. Is that back? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he in the comic? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And that is played by Daniel Brühl. We meet uh, Aunt May, who is Marissa Tomei. Uh, then Martin Freeman is in this movie as Everett Ross. And he comes back in Black, Black Panther. Panther Black and then that's Panther. it. Right? Yes. Yes. Is he in the comic? That yes. Guy? yes. Is everybody that is every Pretty much everybody that put in there that's maybe a small bit part that is a couple lines, are they always from the comics or do they ever just make up their own people? Usually. Yeah. The only person they ever made up in the movies, as far as I know, is Coulson. Yes. Because Coulson appeared, I think, like two or three years later. Yeah. They put they put him in. They put him in. And then you could argue, like, not to get back in Iron Man 2, but like Whiplash and Whiplash. That Whiplash is a merging of. Crimson Dynamo mm-hmm. and the real Whiplash, so he's kind of an amalgam character. But he, that specific character, does not exist. That weird yes. son. I front my bird. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bird guy does not exist Aww. in the universe. And of course, a, f- a favorite of Pat and mine, Thunderbolt Ross returns. Yes, he does. <laughs> Thunderbolt's back after like ten years or something. Like uh, that. So uh, yeah, Hulk uh, is two thousand eight. So Hulk eight years. Eight, eight, yeah, eight, eight years. Nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's actually, it makes perfect sense that he would be Secretary of State. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? No, it doesn't. Why not? Okay. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say Why don't you this. like, why are you hating on Thunderbolt Ross? I'm not, I'm not hating on William uh, Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. Lo- sounds like Ross. you are. I'm hating on the fact that the guy let the Hulk trample over a college campus. Okay. And then destroyed downtown Harlem. And then he became Secretary of State. Somebody it, promoted him to become Secretary yes. of State after those two big you, failures. First of all, you know that when you can't demote somebody, if you want to get him out of position, you raise him up. You, you promote him. You get him away from it. You put him somewhere else. You got to agree with that one. <laughs> I mean, it checks out for the Marvel logic. Man. All right. So let's get into the movie. And then, but I had mentioned before the podcast, before we started, that this is probably going to be primarily a lot of this didn't happen in the comic, but this did. Yeah. And this will probably be short. Pat, why don't you start us off with, I guess, I don't know. What happens in the movie? I guess. Why don't you All right, let's, let's talk about what happens? Because this might make my head hurt if I keep trying to talk about what happens. This is a continuation of the events from Captain America Winter Soldier and also obviously a continuation of the events of all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. In it, we realize that Bucky Barnes has returned. He's framed for an explosion that kills uh, T'Chaka, T'Challa's father. T'Challa becomes the Black Panther. He's not before. So just real quick, I'm supposed to believe that his elderly 70-year-old no. father was still Black Panther? No. Okay, good. No. So he was always... he, he was. T'Challa was always Black Panther during this time. Yeah. Um, I think in the Black Panther movie. In the movie, yeah. So he, T'Chaka. Yeah, it's his father is Black Panther up until a certain point. And then in the movie, it shows 
T'Challa becoming Black Panther. I did not rewatch Black Panther. No, I don't, so I'm not prepared for that. Don't worry about but it. I'm pretty sure uh, that's the sequence of events that happens. Okay. Uh, he's still Prince because like his dad is. Yeah, still no, I get that. But yeah. he's but now he's a Black Panther. Okay. Uh, you just don't see him in costume until later on in this movie. Yes, yeah. when, the, yeah. when the big chase scene. Right. It, yeah. yeah. Right. Which is that the chase scene is actually not that bad. No, and that was one of my notes. And uh, let me just finish yeah. up yeah, with whatever yeah. happens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The Avengers are forced to choose a side and sign a pact with the government, registering them. Uh, Captain America picks one side against the registration. Iron Man, Tony Stark picks another side. They battle each other, and then throughout all this, we learn that. Winter Soldier Bucky Barnes had assassinated Tony's parents in the early 90s, and that causes things to continue to go off the rail, and we leave with a broken team of Avengers. And Iron Man is wrong in this. Like he, he is in the comic. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, in the last episode, we were talking about, in Avengers, I'm sorry, Avengers Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. I made the point that Iron Man's like the bad guy in that movie. He makes Ultron, and he his his ego kind of... I kind of wanted him to go full heel in that movie, oh, right, just right, to right. straight go be the bad guy. Right, and it, it, it feels like in here, like you're almost the same thing. Just, just be just, the bad guy. I, I would argue he is a heel in Civil War, and okay. I, and I like Iron Man, and and we'll get in the comic where he's also wrong. Mm-hmm. But like Iron Man, without support, like he goes from being guilty about something to basically wanting to murder a brainwashed person. Which yeah. is illegal to do in the real world, yeah. and and in the movie, he actively tries to kill Bucky Barnes at the end. Yeah, yep. he's a heel. There's other weird things too, and we'll get. I'm sure I don't know if we'll break down the scenes, but when uh, Falcon tries to save Rhodey from mm-hmm. falling, yeah, and he tries, he shoots him, yeah, like yeah. he shoots him point blank. That's a heel move. Yeah, like yeah. you're not trying to stop someone who's committing a crime, a real crime. You're basically shooting somebody that you know that you know is a good person. Yeah, and you shoot him point blank. Yeah, yeah. That's a heel move. And yeah. there's a, and there's a few other moments in the movie where he acts very. And again, the comic made a little bit more sense, but it, the reasons for the registration act in the movie is very like paper thin. Yeah, super yep. paper thin, which. You'll not get me to believe that all the governments of the world who can agree on anything <laughs> agreed that uh, that uh, superhumans should be registered. To that point, when he hits, um, when he shoots Falcon, you had that same kind of moment with Hawkeye and Black Widow when they're fighting and they're like pulling their punches. They're mm-hmm. like, we're right. still friends. And that was a great, that yeah. was a nice moment. Right. Yeah. The, the, uh, Black Widow, that's probably the best she's ever been written is Civil War. Because she seemed like, she, because that's what Natasha is. She's like a triple agent. Yeah. But she's always doing the right thing she does what she wants or thinks is right, right right and and she's usually right she's usually doing the correct thing and in that movie even i didn't know if she i didn't know which side she was on mm-hmm. personally yeah. i thought she could easily be playing cap or tony so yeah it was, it was a pretty good job when uh <laughs> after that fight um stark tells her you know they're gonna come after you it's like you're at the avengers facility where she's not hiding <laughs> right. So. well right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and that's then that's a villain move yeah. like who, yeah. villains are always the ones to say you know i'll you know he gives you an ultimatum stop yeah yeah you can't stop me or you know you can't win blah yeah. blah that's a villain thing yeah, yeah. we all joke about that it's avengers 2.5 it's still an apology for whatever ultron or they're just trying to make they're trying to you know bring everything and two things with that is mm-hmm. one it feels like there's two little there's two movies happening here that feels like they're trying to do a Captain America movie within that and that kind of stuff, the stuff with him and Bucky, 
Yes. The, the chase fight. Zemo. The, right. All right. that stuff. Even though the Zemo, his plot doesn't, his plan doesn't make no any sense. sense. It makes no, no sense. No. Because his whole idea is like, I've got to hope that they catch Bucky so that I can get to him alone. Uh, Alive. Exactly. Wait, so his plan was to, he killed the psychiatrist. Then his plan was to, as you, as Mike said, capture Bucky and get him alone. But he, before that, he had to go to the former Hydra agent's house, find the spell book, yep. essentially. The spell book. Yeah, the <laughs> spell book. <laughs> yeah, the code book. Yeah. <laughs> find, the, find the code book. Make sure that he found the exact things. Know that that one specific mission would tear the team apart. All at the same time, Tony is testing out this holographic technology that brings him back to that last moment before his parents. So he's already feeling guilty. And then he had to time the the U the, the German UPS to drop off this EMP device. Oh yeah, that's UPS. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. To explode and then go to the secret Siberia facility only to shoot the guys. Right. Yeah. It's like uh, it's uh, that makes no sense. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it, yeah I it mean, it's hard to watch. It is. Yeah. It's hard because it's kind of how the comic was written. Like everything happened the way a 13 year old boy would would want it to happen. That's yeah. Mark Miller. And yeah. Yeah. And I think Zemo was I think he's the right character for that. That mm-hmm. if anyone was going to have it was either him or Dr. Doom, like their entire plan would work. Mm-hmm. But you are right. There are things that like nothing like he could have done things differently. Yeah. yeah. Funny part is, too, that it's a lot like the saw movies like i like the saw movies but like every little there's a, i think there was a youtuber who did a, com- a comedic thing where like you know one person like stopped to t- tie their shoe and then it stopped like, <laughs> it would stop the entire movie because yeah. it was so like precisely yeah. timed yeah and i think zemo and civil which i i was convinced there was someone else in that movie besides zemo like a lot of people were like oh there's something else mm-hmm. too many weird things were happening like yeah. baron strucker or red skull yeah. and again it was just Zemo had great timing on everything. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, the other thing uh, was that I, I think I find it very insulting to Captain America, to that character, to the movie character, yes, to Chris Evans, that you don't give him his own final movie. Say so we have issues with this movie. That's clear. Yeah. But let's let's say something nice about it. What did you guys like? What What were some positives about it? Well, I I, I agree with Paul Black Widow. I liked Scarlett Johansson in the movie. I liked Black Panther in the movie. I mm-hmm. liked um, Chadwick Boseman. And this is one of my favorite. It's funny it doesn't sound like it. This is one of my favorite Marvel universe uh, cinematic universe movies. I think a this lot, one, yeah, all the characters are right. Spider Man, this is the best Tom Holland has unfortunately been a Spider Man. <laughs> that is not the same character that we've gotten in other movies, right? Yep. Uh, and but he was played perfect. The dialogue was perfect. The action was perfect. Everything about Spider Man mm-hmm. in that movie was perfect. Nice. Well, he's so, a kid, right? So well, he's yeah. a kid. But the whole thing about Spider-Man, and this is weird because we're older, obviously. But Spider-Man, like Peter Parker, is the kid. When he puts on the mask, Stanley and Steve Ditko are very much like he's not called Spider Boy; he's Spider-Man. Right. He acts like an adult. He actually knows what he's doing, and he's one of the most powerful people in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. So, like, yeah, he does like stupid things and he makes jokes, but at the end of the day, he's a genius, and he beats guys. 10 times as powerful as he is. Right. That came across in Captain in Civil War because he took on Falcon and Winter Soldier at the same time. And right. And, and the went only toe one went toe to toe with Captain America. And went toe to toe with Captain America. That was great. Mm-hmm. And it was believable. And the Russo brothers would have been the only ones to be able to. I, you even tell in Infinity War and, or Infinity, uh, yeah, Infinity War and Endgame that they were meddled with because he was definitely dumbed down mm-hmm. yeah. from Civil War. I'm like, that was not the Russo brothers. That's 
They used him more as a comic they foil. More, against, way more comic yeah, foil. Yeah. And his death scene was probably the worst death scene. Different movie. I won't talk too much about it, but it was the worst <laughs> thing. And I think they said they improv that anyways. Him yeah. and Tom, Robert Downey uh, Jr. Okay. That makes sense, given how much Robert Downey Jr. improvs. Yeah. yeah. And I like Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. Like I like him as, as you know, uh, kind of an anti-hero at most. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and I do... You feel bad for him up to a certain point, yeah. but not, you know, you, you can't 100% side. You have to be a sociopath if you side with Iron Man in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the writing was great. Uh, Zemo was great. Yeah. His, yeah, his, was great. his motivation Brew was very good. Brew is fantastic. Yeah. He's, a great, he's a good actor. Yeah. 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 And I'm looking forward because he's going to be in the, the Winter Soldier Falcon show. Yeah. He's the main, really? he's yeah, the main he's heavy. He's the bad guy. Well, he didn't die, right? Because he's in that no, facility. No, no, no. That's good. Well, maybe they'll do him right then. Hopefully. Over a longer period of time, over yeah, eight episodes, I eight think, hours. Yeah, he'll be scarred up, I'm sure. Yeah. For all everybody who doesn't know, he's scarred up in the comics. Oh, uh, oh how'd that happen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So his dad, his original one, his dad got his mask glued to his face. Uh, the Nazis came up with a thing called Adhesive X. They thought that was going to, like, win them the war. <laughs> and it's the, uh, it's the, like, stickiest thing ever. Okay. So Captain America busts in fights Baron, the original Baron Zemo and he gets glue all over his face and then the mask gets stuck to his face. His son is just hideously scarred. I think yeah. it's like in the movie he's normal mm-hmm. and then like a bomb goes off or something and then he's got like hamburger face. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. It's not pretty. No. It's kind of like Crossbones. So Crossbones is the reason why apparently Zemo didn't have a mask because Crossbones was already scarred. Okay, so and then I think either the Russos or somebody must have been like, we don't want to have two scarred villains in the same movie. No, oh, jeez, interesting. So, yeah, can't Hollywood, ha- audiences can't handle it. Yeah, it's, if there's one <laughs> thing I learned by working out in L.A., it's like the all there are people make dumb decisions on movies based off of arbitrary things. Well, it also probably makes Daniel Brühl's character a little bit more sympathetic. Like you feel for him even more once you learn the backstory yeah. that his family was killed in Sokovia as much as he was a soldier yeah. and part of the hit squad for the Sokovian government. You feel for him, and then he's he's prettier. He looks better than a scarred villain does. Yeah, and this and uh, and this Zemo, yeah, well, <laughs> better looking, better, I don't know. more sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more. Th- and 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 this Zemo is the more sympathetic one. His dad is the crazy Nazi, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Which I'm hoping in Winter, I'm really hoping in Winter Soldier, you find out his dad was like part of Hydra or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. The only thing, because you bring it up, is I'm so tired of hearing about Sokovia at this point. The Sokovia Accords. I'm from Sokovia. Remember when you guys? It's, uh, that, all that reminds me is of Ultron, and I don't want to remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. And this, this again, very odd um, that the entire government, like my whole thing, especially with Silver War the comic. I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. this. They should just be like, "Great, we're not going to show up next time something happens." Yeah, that's right. it. And then, and then have fun dealing with a giant alien or robot or whatever. Yeah. And it's, and, uh, you know, as a huge X-Men fan, you're kind of ingrained that government registration just never works. Right. And I, I thought this, the motivation for, for Iron Man doing it in this movie is better than in the comic, but it's still a flaw. Like Captain America is right. You know, it's, you saw it in winter soldier, mm-hmm. like big government mm-hmm. is always going to end up being corrupt. If you're not, if no one is paying attention. Right. And the score, the 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 accords is probably the worst idea in human <laughs> history. Uh, yeah, their whole plan with the accords, or the Captain America's whole concern with it was, well, what if they send us somewhere that we don't want to go? Right. Oh, well, like, but they, but who's going to force you there? You are a superpowered human. 
One guy has a suit of armor. Another guy can wield a, an electric hammer. Right, but you say, well, right, which is fair, but everybody knows who everyone is in this yeah. universe. And he had a sign, you know, the Accords were a document they had to sign. And I think they, they tiptoed around like, we don't want to be sent into Iraq and then find out that there's no supervillain. You know what right, I mean? Like, yeah. that's well, that's kind of like in the is it Winter Soldier when they when they start off on the ship. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's yeah. like going to the ship when he didn't realize that they were there, but uh, Natasha is actually downloading data. And right. he, he's already uh, right. already like annoyed that, yeah. whoa, what are we doing here? Though? Right. Like that was that's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't buy, I mean, because you need an even team, but I didn't buy like half the people that were on Tony's team anyways, besides Rhodey. I'm mm-hmm. like, why would any of you not follow Captain America? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, he's the yeah. most, I mean, I know that you're, if you're friends with Tony, granted, but like Captain America is probably the most, is the ideal symbol of what you want to be as a quote unquote American or as a person. As a person. Why would you not exactly why yeah. would you not be like, well if he's saying this, maybe I should listen. And yeah. they they make it so that Black Panther's on the side because he just wants revenge well, against he wants Bucky. Reve- yeah, they just, so he just shows up. Right. Because the character would not. Yeah. I mean he didn't in so uh, he played he was neutral in the comics, but uh he wouldn't side with Tony. Yeah. Something I wanted to ask it, it within the movie, there's a moment after the explosion and uh Black Widow Natasha sitting down on the bench and so is um, T'Challa. Yes. And she basically says to him, you know, vengeance is something you should do. To She gives him a line like that. Mm-hmm. Does she know that he's Black Panther? Does she know? Does anybody in that universe in the movie at that time know about Black Panther? N- no, but she's a spy. I mean, that's the the hand mm-hmm. wavy. Like she she just knows things. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's I don't know if the movie will show like um, if she's going to be super old. Like she is in the comics. Like Natasha's was like a kid during World War Two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll bring that in into the movie, but she's been around a while. I say she's been around the block, but like that's <laughs> like, that, that is also true <laughs> in the comics. In the comics, uh, but uh, so she may just know the Black Panther is a thing because right. um, like heard rumors or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know they we know that Wakanda has been to the United States. In the past, you know they, you know they, they know that they exist in the universe. Yeah. Um. So she just may know that like he's superpowered. Well, I wondered that the because my first note when they had the fight at Lagos, and I'm like, why are we here? And then I realized that is that just because that we can say that Wakandans died so that we could pull into T'Challa and have yes. all that? Yeah. 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 Because at that point, I'm like, why would anybody in America, in terms of registration, care about a country about a country in Africa? Well, to get, to get the accords going, right? You know what I mean, right. there's that one scene that Tony has with the mother that the that's, kid had. Yeah. yeah, but that that's what you're looking for, though. That is as as you know, brief as it is, as maybe as kind of useless as it is, it's there. Well, why don't we go into the comic? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because why not do what they did in the comic and have them kill a bunch of kids in a school? Why not do that? Disney, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? A high school, something like where they're older, something where there's an explosion. Uh, why not? Why, well, how about this? Why not put it in America? Why? I do agree with that. You could put it agree. in America and I blow up. But Wakandans. I mean, that's the thing. You could blow up Wakandans. You could blow up whoever. But they destroyed half of New York in Avengers, and nobody seemed to care. Well, I True. think if they, I think if it was like a, a building, for like I want to say like nine eleven, but like a, a an office building exploding with like a full like 3,000 people in well, it. even if it is the UN what if it was the or, UN or the UN I yeah. think yeah. the UN would be a better it would be I think the UN it's too much like well this country may start a war true, with the true. US mm-hmm. and um, but I do think it should have been in the United States yeah um, so to clue people in who haven't read the comics or, or fans of the comics we're talking about the Civil War comic that came out in 2007 
that's six or that seven. Sounds right. Yeah, 2006, sounds right. 2007. Uh, Mark Miller, Steve McNeven uh, wrote the series, the main series, and then there was dozens. And I, dozens. I brought it back to you, Pettis, right oh, here. Good. Mike has it here. <laughs> uh, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of t- crossovers and tie-ins from all the the ongoing series at the time. But the event opens with a group of D-list heroes known as the New Warriors who get in a scuffle in Stamford, Connecticut and blow up a school. And so that's that's what kicks off the uh, the need to register. And it has nothing. There is no actions led by the, the main core Avengers or any of the prominent superheroes. It was a group of kind of nobodies. Yeah, it was the New Warriors. And they were they were, they were basically teenage or not teenagers, but like young adults yeah. like in their early 20s. So not seasoned. Pretty, pretty rookie-ish. And they were doing a reality show. They were filming they were a reality, reality show, show. Yeah, They were out of their league. They went up against villains they shouldn't have been facing. Right. And, yeah, and they basically went off against Nitro, a villain that like explodes. And because yeah. Mark Miller is Mark Miller, he went off much more powerful than he's ever been and you know made him basically destroy the entire school. In yeah. Stanford, like you said, yeah. which, is, which is interesting. Because we're filming again here in Watertown, Connecticut. <laughs> normally filming in Stanford, we'll, we'll do a memorial service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Pat. All right. So you had me read this. Yes. What did you think? Did you get it? Did you like, were you able to track most of it? Because in rereading it, it's a hard series to follow without the tie-ins. Well, I yeah. feel like I, yeah, I feel like I didn't know like a lot. Yeah. Like backstory. So, yeah. Civil War had a lot, like it's one of the cross, the few crossovers I actually think almost all the tie-ins are probably necessary because Mark Miller just doesn't care about mm-hmm. things like detailed plots and the narrative. He just wants to use the characters. He, well, he wants the cool moments because I, I like civil war in the fact that there's a cool moment at least once an issue. Okay. You know, where yeah. there's like a huge, like that looks great and it fits, but it's not explained and, mm-hmm. and it's usually explained in a, in a tie-in. Right. Yeah. Um, but I want to, yeah, I'm also curious. What did you like? <laughs> all the characters kept popping up. Right. All these, and I was just, okay. It was really tough to keep, to keep track of who knows who, who, you know, there's their history. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that uh, Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four, like he is such, he is on, I guess, on the level of like Pym and Stark. Yes, and he's, he's beyond. Nerd, but, nerd but you know what I mean? But like, but yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. like he's a big yeah. voice oh, in that world. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. somebody who has major influence and Which, somebody who oh, is, that's fair. Yeah, who's brought in for major decisions, anything like that. Yeah. And the fact that they have never even touched any of that, I know they can't in the MCU, right. um, for contract reasons or for you know who owns what. It just felt like I was I, I needed to know a lot more going into the book. That's fair. That is fair. To, to fair. really just understand, I get like I can see like what they couldn't do in the movie. Right. When you think about the big fight at the end and it's it's what, like 50 like on 50 or something like that or 100 Easily, on 100. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, something yeah. like that. Right. And then you in the movie, you see six on six. You're like, eh. like after reading the comic, you're just like, mm, it's cares. civil skirmish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's the problem with even like bringing Spider-Man. I, I was praising Spider-Man before, but bringing Spider-Man into the movie doesn't mean anything. Now, not like no. in the comic. Right. You right. Know, um, and again, the six on six. You know, I will give them credit that they did a really good job doing it, but it doesn't feel like the movie was made as a reaction to Batman v Superman. Right. Like they were like, okay, we also want to do a hero versus hero movie. Mm -hmm. And I think Civil War is something that you do. I actually think post Thanos, they should have done Civil War when you have all these characters and all these established things and Mm -hmm. and the big bad is kind of gone. 
Yeah. So you kind of don't have anything else to worry about because again, doesn't the movie Civil War doesn't make any sense? Like you know, there's there's a huge threat mm-hmm. out there, and you guys are like fighting like in the know, schoolyard. In the schoolyard, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, that, I, that makes a lot more sense. And and the idea that they did it in response to Batman vs Superman, it's like you're already established. Your Marvel Cinematic Universe has already been established, and you have already got a, a foothold on on box office. Don't chase. You're the leader. Don't go, don't look back. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Right? right. And I think it's because either the Russos or maybe even Kevin Feige, which uh, they just really wanted to do so because they did Winter Soldier and Winter Soldier came out, you know, oh, a couple of years before. Yeah. Like uh, 2005 or no, or six. Yeah. Because it, it, oh, the comic, the, the comic, the comic. Yes. The comics. Yeah. And so I think they're already on this path of like trying to move forward. And I get it. Like Thanos also came later, but. You knew he wasn't coming until much later, right? Uh, with with Winter Soldier and Civil War, they, they were using stories that were only, uh, a, you know, ten years old. So I th- I think they were more about doing the stuff that the most people knew about because a lot of people read Civil War. Civil War was like the big the biggest selling Marvel comic mm-hmm. in a very very long time. Um, but yeah, I, I the comic is hard for new readers. Do most. I guess most, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, most avid comic book readers or people that work in the business, uh, do they view the movie uh, differently because they do they understand that they couldn't take from the the comic or the series? Yeah, I've never heard anyone ever like say they didn't like Civil War, the movie, uh, or, or or say it wasn't done well. They have some nitpicks like in Spider Man made no sense, right? Um, but that's all I've ever heard. Yeah. Pat, I mean, I've never heard. No, I haven't else. seen anything. I think most people enjoy i think they understand that yeah i mean the path to civil war was 40 years in the making but also like there was like three or four miniseries that happened in the years before civil war that upped the, the stakes so we missed out on all of that we're in what was it avengers disassembled a handful of the avengers are killed and scarlet witch goes crazy right uh tony becomes like secretary of defense yep. so he he's more political mm-hmm. uh and it's a terrible storyline but it's but the important <laughs> thing is yeah he becomes more political like he's more involved with the government so it makes more sense uh why he's wrong in this yes and why he's siding with um with the pro registration side do they they make him the head of shield at the end of this right is that what happens at the end of um yes yes yeah. well so what uh, tell me this then what happens after this series with uh, because uh, it's a registration. Because that was when the movie. The what yeah. did they ever address the fact that no, no. I was and I was really mad about that. I think we talked about this. Yeah. I could not believe they were going straight to Thanos after that. I'm like, yeah. are you guys kidding? Like, yeah. there's there's a whole movie that you could do about the, you know Cap breaking. Oh, they did it at the end credit scene, breaking everybody out of the raft, mm-hmm. them being on the run, yeah. maybe having some some B list villains that should be a problem because they, it's you know they're fighting on two fronts, right? Going right into Thanos, it's crazy mm-hmm. in in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, they went it went for years because Cap actually. So, following Civil War, at the same time that Civil War is happening, the uh, the Captain America series it started with the Winter Soldier and it continued onward. I think it was what issue twenty five of Cap. At, so, at the end of at the end of Civil War, Captain America gives up. Mm-hmm. He realizes that he he has to stop fighting to save. Terrible ending. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible ending. A lot of these crossovers only go about seven, eight issues, and it seemed like he had to wrap it up very quickly. And a lot, again, like we said, a lot of the motivations are happening in the tie-ins at the same time. Right. And so at the end of Civil War, 
the two sides, Cap's side and Iron Man's side, are fighting in New York City. And then the public is like, you're destroying our, our town. You're destroying our city. It's it's really weird and cheesy. But Suppo- Cap gives up and he gets arrested. And supposedly Joss Whedon came up with that ending. Because Mar- Mark because he was writing comics. For, oh, he was writing X-Men. Okay. And supposedly Mark Miller did not have an ending. Because everyone at Marvel was like, Cap's going to win this. Like, like, this is a thing. Like, he everybody, has to, yeah. Cap has to win. And they couldn't have him win due to story reasons and joss we just said let's have like all the civil servants of america tackle captain america because that page is like a nurse <laughs> it's like a nurse a firefighter a cop uh emt and I'm, you're just like what is happening right now uh yeah no one would do that <laughs> nobody would do that the, the balls you have to have to like tackle captain america because the rich industrialist is getting his his ass kicked you're like yeah that would never right. that would this never is, happen this is this is bush era politics pre bernie it's you know yeah, it's i know super, <laughs> it, well it was i mean it's what i mean it's super but he's it's captain america right. like he's been around in the marvel universe for 10 years uh this is after 911 so like everyone's still super patriotic mm-hmm. i mean like if 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 Captain America was beating the crap out of George Bush at the time, I'd be like, yeah, he probably deserves it. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's a very it's a very cop out ending, but they did it to get to where they needed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, you're left as like, well, Tony's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's now locked U.S. citizens in a black site. Yeah. Yeah. With no with no the raft. Process. Yeah. No, yeah. No due process. Yep. Um, but- which is something that's brought up in the Netflix show. It's not that like. Not to get off tangent, but they mentioned the the black sites like the raft, and you're like, "How is any of this legal? Yeah. None of this would be legal, you know." And then they had in the movie, Tony's like, "He's like, I didn't know they were gonna do this. Like, you didn't know they were gonna yeah, do you anything. You didn't know they built the giant floating prison. He probably built it, right? <laughs> like, you know? Just stuck in the yeah. streets. Uh, yeah, um. yeah. It's, and it's just very. It feels disingenuous, and it caused like even the whole like fight scene between him and Cap in the movie." Mm-hmm. you're like yeah bro like they're gonna use us to invade other countries yeah, yeah. and tony's like because this one mom said something he's like i know we need to yeah but they've done that before and they and i i gotta get back on topic with what happened afterwards right. but they did that before in, in iron man one tony went by himself to take out a terror terrorist cell Correct. wherever and then in iron man three they send iron patriot over there yes and he and he almost blows up a, a sewing well, factory, like a, a milling yeah, factory. So, the mil- so yeah. in this universe, the military, like Shield, or whatever, the military already, th- like what worked in the eighties in comics was that the government had heroes, and then there were non-government heroes, mm-hmm. and the Avengers were like a they had a like, government liaison, mm-hmm. but they weren't working for the government, right? But the government had like U.S. agent, which you'll see in the in the Winter show, Soldier Winter show. Soldier show, and they had a few other guys, and it was always understood that those heroes were on the payroll of the government and would do things like special ops overseas or rescue missions overseas mm-hmm. for the, that was specifically for the government mm-hmm. that's why the movie the civil war movie you're kind of like well they would have the why would the united nations ever agree for the united states to have a superhero army mm-hmm. right right or the united nations because the united nations doesn't have an army mm-hmm. so why would they have an army of superpowered beings yeah there's the moment and in, in i'm switching over to dc and you probably remember this but the um during the new 50 or, or is it 52 during 52, the 52 series right. 
China gets their own team of superheroes because they they're sick of the United States having everybody. So they just hire a bunch of superheroes. They they form a team of superheroes called the Great Ten, I believe it's called. And so it's that same concept is like it's a nuclear arms race just made of super powered individuals. This was after the Civil War series. This was in DC. DC This is in another one, but just to use like a similar comparison of of things that have happened. Okay, right, because it does make sense. Like in every comic universe. Uh, basically it's like countries have superhumans yeah there's no real in, in a current era type thing there's no like united hero group right type of thing that's the other thing i'm glad you said that because then i'll remember i remember something else okay. in, the, in the series um what's up with the clones what is going on with the clones that they're the, building the thor clones yeah but then they have more at the end where they're all like going to other states what is that do you not remember that? No, I only remember the, the Thor, Thor clone. I remember the Thor, I remember the Thor clone. clone, the Ragnarok. Yeah, protocol clone, which I thought would have been all. I was like, he's not in this movie. You could have had a clone. clone a yeah. Clone so Thor. in the clone comics, in addition, some of the members on Tony's side include Hank Pym and Reed Richards, and as we've mentioned, they're right. some of the big brains in the Marvel universe. They develop a number of ideas, and one of the ideas is a. Um, Oh no! The initiative. Sorry, Pat. And I'm okay. Just so I won't forget. Uh, no, the initiative is they were sending out heroes to different states. But that was part of what they wanted to do with the registration, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like Texas got their own uh, their own team. New York got their own team. And the, so they are not clones. They're, so uh, Thor those are was the only clone. Correct. Thor was the only clone. Yeah. So in the comics, Thor they they build a clone of Thor because at the time Thor I think was dead because of Ragnarok. Is that right? Or Ragnarok was happening uh, at the same time. Bu- 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 he was he was MIA. Okay. Go with that because I don't remember. But <laughs> yeah. he was MIA. He, he was yeah. he wasn't he wasn't around. Yeah. Just like in the movies, Thor wasn't around in the comic. Was he Civil in the reflecting War. pool? He may no, have been in the reflecting pool. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a bath. I gotta leave. I gotta take a bath. <laughs> uh, that was pain. That, that was bad. bad. That was bad. Anyway, in this movie, yeah. yeah, I thought it would be cool if he had shown up. Right. I, you know what's funny is the clone I totally, yeah, yeah, it's clone Thor. I totally forgot that he wasn't in this movie. Yeah, so at the same time, um, there's Team Cap, there's Team Thor, there's a short little video of Team Thor. And Thor ends up spending time, Chris Hemsworth puts on the costume, and they do a short film where he um, he's living in Australia with a roommate named Daryl. And he follows Daryl off to work, and like Daryl is just this loser, you know, looking guy and everything. And so Thor Thor kind of just changes up his life a little bit. And he's like, you know, I'm waiting for them to call me. Why why hasn't anybody called me? And and Mark Ruffalo makes an appearance as Bruce Banner. And, you know, they're just like, no, 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 we don't want we don't want we don't want to talk to Thor. We don't want Thor. But yeah, to Paul, your point, I think having the clone would have upped the stakes because this movie has minimal stakes so the the stakes in this movie are very yeah compared to the comic i mean uh in the comic spider-man gets shot up by a bunch of supervillains. yes you know and and almost dies uh to name one thing in the movie i think that's and i think that's why roadie became crippled because they needed something bad to Mm -hmm. happen right and even that is kind of hand waved in comic later on in the movies I you don't even know he's no, great, you know no, what I mean? No idea. No. He's yeah. Crippled. And I think it's one of the things that uh again, if I had my money, I would say that Disney was like, Yeah, don't ever bring that up ever <laughs> yeah. again that he's crippled. He could just walk, yeah. let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. What's funny is that now we have a it's not kind of a history with these movies where we just forget about stuff that happened in the previous movie. Like we talked about how Iron Patriot works for the government. Right. 
I know that just nobody Hammer, acknowledges well, that. Well, in- right. But I know that Justin Hammer got arrested, but his tech was still good. Right. He still had all those drones. What happened? To all that stuff they all blew up. You know, but I know. But like his, oh, I'm saying like, he, yeah, you, so nobody, you know it. what I mean? Yeah. The 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 mandroids that they didn't call mandroids. Yeah. He basically had armored robots. Right. Like mini Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> and you never see the government use it, which is BS. Yeah. And again, in the shows, they bring up Justin Hammer and, the, and all his tech. And criminals are buying it. And you're like, wait, why doesn't the government have this? <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't have any of this. Or, or, or they don't go to Stark and be like, we want you to do what Hammer did. What? And <laughs> okay. even like, because we've talked about the short film Hail the King, where we see Justin Hammer in prison. Why isn't the government? Yeah, he worked with a terrorist, but put him on parole. Well, they bring and ha- hire yeah. him. They use hackers all the time. Yeah. Why, not, why not use? I, I just bring Justin Hammer back. Yes. <laughs> well, the villain. I mean, again, it's a. Again, Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe up until recently have had really bad villains. Right. And I think they just they care more about the heroes. Mm-hmm. So they kind of forget about this. And again, and I, I will say this just compared to DC movies, the Marvel movies are they're really trying hard to make them the world outside your window. Mm-hmm. They kind of want to make everything dumbed down. You know, Iron Man is fl- flying around, but that's like we're not going to go anything crazy. Like we're not going right. to have a fight a, a, an ice powered villain. Or a firepower villain, we have to have him fight an armored villain for right. three movies in a row for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. We we argue that there's not so much villains, but villainous obstacles. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Not- and and they're also throwing. It's kind of like they're throwing everything on a wall to see what sticks. Yeah. Like, um, again, not to get too far out, but like Ragnarok is a million different is a million different stories thrown in. Yep. Even Civil War, to a certain extent, is a lot of things. It's Winter. It's it's Cap movie with Winter Soldier. The Spider-Man movie, it's an Iron Man feeling guilty movie. Yeah, um, it's a Vision Wanda romance movie. But, yeah, which was like that was probably the most painful because I like <laughs> yeah. I like them together and I actually thought their chemistry is good, but the Vision would never ever go on a side that is going to ca- capture Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm not saying that like. That's that's the DNA of the character. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Scar- Scarlet Witch would do that, but the Vision, his whole thing is like he was born, and him and Wanda felt like madly in love, and they did that in the con- in the movie. They were obviously uh, flirtatious yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I know at the you know was it like halfway through he lets her go or something. She fights him. She pushes him. But he lets her go in the right in the compound. I thought that they were on the compound. No, she wants to go. She wants then, to go out. And then, yeah. And then because uh, Hawkeye shows up. Right, right, right. And right. then she she pushes him all the way down, like all the multiple levels. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He could have like, gotten back up. Like, that's the thing. He could have gotten back up easily. Right, right. But I think he just said, I got to stay down for her. Yeah, right. And, right. you know, you see the relationship in the next in Infinity War where all of a sudden Jarvis can look like Paul Bettany. Oh, um, yeah. Which. But they go from kind of flirtatious, making dinner together, to all of a sudden they're in bed together. Yeah. We and we don't, don't see any of that. That's, that's the problem. We don't see a lot of these key stories and, and relationships build, right. which another movie dropped in could have helped with that. Yeah, I, and I agree. I do agree with that. And it makes me think, too, that they they should have done like a third Avengers movie before Infinity, Infinity yeah. yeah. War. And, and or where you know this is a 2.5 right i'll right, give you right. a 2.5 it's yeah. not like a full-on right avengers movie. no correct yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, I will say that the comic is. I mean, you're you. I mean, would you say it's a good superhero comic? This the yeah. one. The, yeah, I mean, I just don't know a lot of the. I, right. I like. I'll tell you what I liked was. I mean, I, I didn't even know the Punisher was was like like they don't like him. Like he shows up, he kills people, he kills, so so, so, like but him. they want to use him and then they don't like him. But is he super powered in the comics? No, he's not. OK, so he's just a dude that he's, is really he's like the best. He's like the best uh, ranger that's ever lived. Okay. And, um, I believe he's a ranger. They keep screwing Mar- up. I like, think with, there was a Marine. And then yeah, a ranger, but it doesn't make then, sense for yeah. him to be a Marine. He'd have to be like mm-hmm. spe- he needs to have special ops yeah. training or something. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, he was a Vietnam vet as a Marine. I think they've kind of pushed it that he was like, he's just an, he's an army ranger right. who yeah. was dropped in the middle. But he's still in. They didn't put him in the Middle East. He's still uh, fought in the South Pacific because mm-hmm. there's like a made up country. that now that all the Vietnam stories for Marvel took place in this one country, which is not like a great thing, but it, it explains like continuity things. Gotcha. Speaking of other characters in this, I want to talk about Spider-Man. OK. Yeah. And Spider-Man's. On t- Team Tony uh, in the movie. Team Tony. Team Tony. Team Iron Man. Team Sokovia Accords. <laughs> He's been Spider-Man for what? Four months? Six Five months? months? He six says months. six months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the comic books, he's Spider-Man since, I think he's specifically since since I was 15 years old. Right. And you're meant to assume that he's closer to 25, 26 in the comics, I think, at the time. Yes. And yeah. so. He's married. He's mid-20s. He's married. Yeah, but he's mid-20s. He is married, yeah. He's mid-20s. Yeah. He's married. Aunt May is old and old. Um, old and old. And not, not anything like Marissa Tomei. But he has a key moment where Spider-Man has always been the poor kid from the other side of town, struggles to make do with his balancing life and love and superhero and everything. So Tony comes to him with an offer and says, you know, join my side. So his reveal that he, and he calls a press conference and he tells everybody, my name is Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man since I was 15. 15 yeah. And that, Paul, was one of those big moments that I think shocked the internet at the time and is one of Mark Miller's like key moments from that issue. Yeah, it, it's the moment. If you read Civil War, I don't know if you picked up on it, every issue has a key like f- fan service moment, mm-hmm. but also something that's huge. Well, I didn't, but can you go through them? Or do you know them offhand? Um, the Spider-Man reveal is one of them. Yep. Spider-Man betraying, spoiler alert, Spider-Man betraying the, the pro registration side and Punisher the, saving him. The fight between the, him and Tony. Yeah, yeah and okay. then and then and then him losing and then Punisher basically Pick showing up with like holding him in his arms, being like medic. <laughs> that was a yeah. huge, huge deal. Why was that such a because big deal? because Punisher and Spider-Man have a, a, a history because Punisher showed up in Spider-Man. Okay, and it's just a really good moment because Frank has a weird relationship with heroes, but with Spider-Man he has a weird like. I respect this kid, but he's a loser. It's like a bully bullying a kid and then becoming friends with the kid mm-hmm. and looking out for him. Mm-hmm. And Punisher doing that was like a big like okay. fan moment where they're like, that has never happened yeah. in, in a big book. Uh, Clone Thor. Yep. Uh, Clone, Bill, Clone Thor just showing up? Just showing up because you didn't know who he was. Like, you thought you, it was Thor. Because at the time, if you were a reader of the comics, you knew that Thor was missing. Right. And okay. so all of a sudden, Thor shows up and he's on the pro-registration side. And right. Like, Whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bill Foster being killed, uh, Giant Man. Right. Yes. Um, and he, he's played moment. by Lawrence Fishburne in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Correct. Correct. Um, oh, the villain, the, the pro-registration side hiring all the villains to, oh, to right. fight. 
Oh, you know because what? they're a new version of the Thunderbolts. Because, because yes. okay, well, not not to cut you off, but yeah. like uh, when that happened and they showed up, I was like, who are these guys? I don't understand why this. Well, is- that's <laughs> funny because they did it on purpose with as all the A listers as possible because they knew this was going to be like a a, a mainstream mm-hmm. book. So right. they put in like Lady Deathstrike or or um, I don't even Green Goblin. Well, not Green Goblin. They they put in a lot of like named. Bad guys. Bad guys. Yeah. So you would know. Songbird, and, I think, is in there. And they killed like yeah. two of them off. The next, ish, the next one, right? Then two of the lame ones off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they had red shirts on the team that were gonna get killed off. Right. Okay. So as soon as you saw them, you're like, you know, they're, you know, they're dead. Yeah. If, if somebody said two of these are gonna die, you could point to them. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like bull. Like people know like who Bullseye is. Okay. Uh, Bullseye's pretty big. Ven- so, that's Venom. It's not a good shot of Venom. And then Lady Deathstrike. And then you have Taskmaster, who's in Black Widow. Yep. So like you have people that they know that fans would know and be like, right. oh man, that's a big deal because these are all like, I'm gonna kill you, bad guys. Not like I'm gonna rob a bank, right? Bad okay. Guys. Um, I know and even like minor fan, and there's a lot of minor fan service moments of like, you know, Hercules defeats the clone Thor because mm-hmm. he's okay. the only one that could that really could have done it in in the lore. So there's just a lot of cool moments like Sue Richards going to Namor for help. Why is that big? Because I, I I got the idea that I mean granted he's wearing nothing but why is that no. a big thing? So uh, for anybody who doesn't know Fantastic Four, um, so Sue and Namor have a weird like sexual chemistry. Okay. That has never been she that for whatever reason was never acted on, and so like she married Reed, she picked basically the the good guy over like the bad boy, but it's always been hinted at that she probably should be with namor not with reed okay so her going to namor basically begging for help to fight her husband is like a huge fan like oh my <laughs> yeah. god you know <laughs> so there's minor there's like things like that that again they could have dragged this out for like years right you know and yeah and it, i think the other piece too is you know picking up on the fantastic four it split the family the yes. fantastic four was always about being well, she a comes family back at the end she comes back but it you in know the series. Uh, in the series reed sides with the pro registration sue and um her brother her brother uh, johnny, johnny storm. storm side with the anti-registration he gets he got beat, beat up. up yeah that's the thing about johnny which i liked because uh johnny storm gets beat up after the registration yes act, and then yeah. he comes out of the coma and he goes with the anti-registration side now with the pro-registration side you right. would think he would want to side with the government to kind of like make sure he that wouldn't happen to him again or something but instead he's like no i'm not i'm a hero yeah Yeah. i know this is bad type Mm -hmm. of thing i don't remember where the thing was did he just stay home with the kids he was very well he he sided with reed because reed is his best friend right like he's you know he loves sue and johnny but like reed is his boy Mm -hmm. so he just kind of was like just was like i'm not doing anything i'm with reed i'm i'll sign the pro registration thing but because he's in the military he was in the military so he's like a little bit more and there's no hiding his identity. He, right. He's the, the Fantastic thing. Four has always been a very prominent public organization. Right. And he's the thing. He doesn't yeah. take off the the skin. He doesn't take off the rock like hide. He, right. he is who he is. Yeah. And Sue and Johnny are more like imagine if like a bunch of rich people were uh, were protesting for a higher minimum wage, yeah. which, you know, will never happen. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but that's what that's who Sue and Johnny are. Like they don't have to be there. Right. They're just there because like they know yeah. that they're privileged sure. or whatever. So. Well, so. Parker, Spider-Man reveals his Peter Parker. Yes. Yeah, huge moment. After this, 
what happens with the oh, Spider-Man comic. Oh, want to take this? Or I mean, if, um, the short <laughs> well, I want to I want to touch on one thing because you sent me a note when you were watching this and you said, what's what's the deal with the Iron Spider suit? And right. symbolically in the comics, Peter Parker gets in, in, he goes from his red and blue kind of normal traditional mm-hmm. Spider-Man costume that you've seen in all the movies to the Iron Spider suit, which we'll get in Infinity War. Right. Is, I think is the first time we see it. And it's a very symbolic deal. He's no longer just making it himself. Tony has given him Stark Tech to build his own suit. In this, there's there's less of that symbolic gesture of of all of that. And you know, he gets it later on, but it's to help him get into space. Mm-hmm. So you lose that symbolic nature of, of what that meant. Because after the fact, after he goes to the other side and the Captain America side, he switches back to his normal costume and okay. he becomes his regular friendly neighborhood spider right. self. Right. And then afterwards, because he does come out publicly and say who he is, you know, his, for years, whether you've, you've seen the movies or read the comics or even watched the old animated show, he was so worried about revealing his identity because he was worried about the people around him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens. And so assassins start coming after Peter. He no longer has the protection of Tony mm-hmm. to, uh, to watch out for him. Was it Aunt May gets shot? Yes. Yeah. Aunt May gets shot in a later series. Like someone specifically goes to shoot Aunt May. Correct. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, like yeah. Kingpin uh, hires a. I just thought like a normal hitman to like shoot her. I kind of think that you can't. You don't. You don't need anybody with specific skills to shoot an older woman. It, also, <laughs> this is the worst hitman on the planet. <laughs> Aunt May is about 187 years old, <laughs> and she's like surviving a gunshot wound. Like for a while, like for a while, in the hospital. And Mike, I want you to. I don't have to read that, do I? No, I want you to sit down. I want you to hold something because then it gets weird. Oh boy, Ame's dying, and so Peter goes to the devil. The 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 actual devil. He finds Peter Parker. Oh, okay. I should throw that. I should have devil cut him in a little bit. Right, so the devil comes to Peter Parker. Yeah, That's right. Like seek out the, devil. the devil comes to Peter Parker and they make a deal. And to save Aunt May's life, he has to give up his marriage. And technically, yeah. And, and Mary. Why? So, yeah. Mary Jane makes the deal, forces him to make the deal. Um, behind, the, behind the scenes, Joe Casada just hated the marriage. Really? For whatever. Yeah. Because he wanted Spider Man to be young and single and all this other nonsense. And uh, they couldn't divorce him okay. because that would just look bad. They, they, they would make him older in people's opinions, which I think is probably true. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted to get rid of him and Mary Jane ever being married. Okay. So that part of it was that with the deal, he everybody also forgot that he was Spider-Man. So the devil, oh, the so devil made resets. everyone. Yeah, yeah. It reset the continuity. That was such a big deal. And I think it was only like two years later that that happened. If, if that, if that, yeah. I mean, I want to say it was like a year from when he revealed his yeah. identity. So when, when people who are, I know that different people come on and do different runs of the characters, correct? Right. Okay. If when they take a character from somebody else, I know you don't own it, because it's the company it's that you company, work yeah, for. It's corporate, when yeah. they take the character and then they do something that changes your enti- what you've been working on for a couple of years, doesn't that get frustrating? So they waited until J. Michael Straczynski, the creator of Babylon 5, when his run was ending. So he knew that this was coming. Okay. And, um, and they probably knew that Mephisto was going to just reset everything. So the writers worked together okay. to try to like, okay, how is this going to work? And do you have any other stories you want to tell type of thing? 
Um, but this is the problem with crossovers that they they normally affect other people's books. Mm -hmm. And when they start the crossovers, the people that come in just don't care. They'll do whatever they want. Um, if you're high enough, like Mark Miller was at the time, right? He, I, as far as I know, the only person that had any input was Joss Whedon. Okay. And Brubaker, Ed Brubaker. Yeah, probably Captain, Ed Brubaker with Captain America. The Captain America series was going on at the same time, and that There's was major things that yeah, yeah, they had to do. Oh well, because he wanted to kill. Uh, this may be. I, I don't know if this is 100 percent true. I think Mark Miller wanted to kill Cap in Civil War, and Brubaker had a fight tooth and nail to prevent that from happening so wow. like that's because yeah. at the end of it was we were talking about it before but i think it was issue 25 of the captain america yeah. series by ed brubaker cap is shot and killed mm -hmm. so sharon carter is uh mind controlled in order to kill captain america so at the end of civil war the comics cap gives up he's arrested they're bringing him to the courthouse and sharon carter comes up and pulls a gun on him and shoots then him in the gut yeah <laughs> shoots him in the gut and yeah. so there's there's the famous cover where you just see his like chest and, and abs bleeding out on and that steps set. on like the steps steps of, like, of the courthouse. courthouse yeah and then um after that you know sharon's dealing with the guilt of what she did and what she was forced to do and at the same time bucky who's been i think he had gotten his mind back at the time or just about he just got it back yeah was given the um the Captain America costume and Tony who now felt extremely guilty for what had happened, you know, was working. There was a series, I think you went through some of the stages of grief. Yes. With oh yeah. Punisher, or it was a Punisher, Spider-Man, Tony and Bucky. And that sounds right. Sharon, Sharon, maybe Sharon. So yeah. it might've been five of them. And, and so Tony is, Tony also has to come to grips with, you know, what happened to his, his friend and what you get from, from that and what you get from the series was that they were actually friends. Mm -hmm. They weren't just, and this is one of my biggest issues with this one, was when Tony says, I thought we were friends. In the movie. In the movie. In the movie. In the movie. He says, I thought we were friends. And it's like, no, you guys are co-workers who've had happy hour together. Right. That is the relationship yeah. I've seen from these three movies that and you're in. Yeah, yeah, I think we're circling back that there should have been one more movie yeah. before yes. Civil War. At least yeah. one more movie. Have them fight, you know, the Masters of Evil, have Vision and Wanda hook up, have you know have cap and iron man actually do a solo or the two of them mission or something you're right yeah the, this movie that's the problem with that with the movie civil war is that everything feels rushed yeah uh and again i think everybody thought there was going to be another movie between infinity war mm -hmm. and there there wasn't well wasn't they, they they come i'm not sure about and maybe this is a good segue to kind of like the, the movie itself well, actually we're all over the place who cares um <laughs> no that's fine that's absolutely fine um but when they did infinity war and then there was something where they didn't they weren't going to do a second movie or they were going to just do one movie then they're like no no, no we got to split this is that did that is that right uh so originally they were going to do infinity war as, as well like I, wait from what i've read it's been way back when they first were playing the movies out, it was right. just Infinity War. Okay. But they found out by including all the characters, it's getting big. They yeah. needed yeah. two movies. And, right. it, and it makes sense because all the people who vanished are pretty much in a lot of the first movie yeah. mm -hmm. and not like the, the normal Avengers type of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, like, not like the originals. The originals. Right. The originals yeah. are almost, I mean, Tony Stark, I think, is the only original that's in it a lot cap has like cap three has lines like three minutes yeah, in the whole movie yeah he, and in, in uh in in infinity, infinity war, war yeah. yeah um also i recommend you should read ed brubaker's captain america okay it's yeah 
probably the best Captain America run ever. Well, and that was at, that before was before this. During before, during, and after okay. Civil yeah. War. And you don't need to know anything. It starts from scratch. Start, so yeah. so Ed Brubaker had taken over, he'd relaunched the series at number one, and it turns a lot of what you see with the cap on screen is taken from that run. Okay. Personality wise, yes, yeah, yeah. design wise. I think um, the line, this isn't freedom, this is fear, yeah. is from an or is from I think a Brubaker comic. Yeah. So and not in the same context, but that line is how does well let me ask you this. How does a, uh, the regular series like Caps running during this crossover event. How does that work? Like, how do they? It's those issues. The Captain America issues are like him, like organizing the the anti registration heroes. Okay, so so it's him dealing with like you know the government shield, whatever he's fighting shield or something. I don't remember. I don't remember the Civil War. It's like Sharon. You also have like a Sharon Carter issue. So you see how Sharon is dealing with this, or the Falcon. Like Mm -hmm. it's more of his supporting cast. Right, he's just kind of there because he's in this a lot yeah you you he he can't really support his own book for the seven months this was going on and wow. i get on that note paul because you've you've been on that side what is it like in the editing room in the work in the in the writer's room do you guys all come together as you're plotting this out or how does the plotting work to say i want to do this with my guys in this book but what's happening in the the main it's it's crossover? usually they usually spend a whole weekend it's like a creative i think marvel has the same thing it's a creative summit so you have writers and the editors and the publisher. Oh, they're all basically locked in a room for a weekend. Yelling at each other. Yeah. Yelling at, <laughs> yeah. And it's basically um, the people who are writing the series just say, like, this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then they get a bunch of no's or like, what the hell? Yeah. From other writers. They kind of hash it out. Now, not everyone is invited. Mm-hmm. It's only like, you know, Civil War affected the entire Marvel Universe. I If I had to bet money, I would say... The Avengers writers, the Cap right, the writers for Avengers, Captain America, Spider Man, Iron Man, uh, and maybe like the FF were there. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you there were no X Men writers. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guarantee you there were no other like um, tri- uh, like secondary heroes or tertiary heroes. Like mm-hmm. you know, the Thunderbolts writer wasn't probably wasn't there. Right. Um, things of that nature. It's usually only whoever's being affected the most or the top tier mm-hmm. uh, selling books right. that have to be like, no, you're going to, you know, the X-Men, the biggest disappointment about this as an X-Men fan is they're almost not used in this series at all. Yeah. In, in, this, in the comic series. And um, well, in the background a lot of times, which is crazy because yeah. their whole thing is like registration. Like they've been to futures where, mutant registration and like the holocaust like so yeah. i don't understand we don't know anything about this yeah, Continue. yeah. well i wonder if it's because one it'd be too unwieldy to have another dozen characters i've read around. it well i read it's because they would overrun the pro registration yeah. side that's basically what i've been told is that there was no work around it mm-hmm. and the only thing was it's like an again emma frost is like the sacrificial lamb for the x-men iron man goes to emma frost and says we will not bug mutants ever again as long as you do not butt in in this and then so emma frost like goes back sleeps with psychops <laughs> then in bed says you know what would be great if Wait, we is that in this book no no, no. <laughs> but uh you know sleeps with cyclops then in bed just goes you know it'd be great if we did not interfere with the whole hero thing and cyclops just goes okay because it's emma frost so. yeah and in fairness too they were reeling from a number of 
of issues that were happening with it's the House of M, which is when no more mute. Yeah, so there no aren't more, as yeah. there aren't as many mutants. But it still drives me crazy because it's this like, is what they do. This know, is what they've yeah, done for know, four years. Yeah, and yeah. nobody and there's no Wolverine. The thing that's crazy is that there's no Wolverine in this. He's I thought he was in there briefly. He's, he's, he's early on. He's early, and yeah. it's that's a, that's probably the one character would, that would give Scott Summers the middle finger and yeah. then just go. But the, he does because Wolverine does get involved because isn't he, he goes hunting kill, down Nitro? Yeah, and yeah, in his series, he goes. To, that's why he's not here is because he's hunting down Nitro. Oh, yeah. okay. Because he's like, no, he's got to die. Yeah. So. When you're talking about when they get together and they have the summit, they're talking about civil war, for instance. Do they at that point say, "Okay, listen, while we're doing this, uh, you need to write this storyline off here"? I know they're usually given the chance to to be like, "Hey, uh, you know, oh well, probably Mark Miller told the writer, hey, Wolverine's gonna go after Nitro.' Okay, and then so that cool. writer could do whatever he wants. Okay. Um, the only the only thing that they kind of chickened out on was they should have killed Nitro. That's been like the one thing that everyone said that like. Yeah, Nitro, he killed a, a, a school. Yeah. Like, Wolverine is not Captain America. He would have he killed yeah. Nitro. Yeah. Um, and so there's weird, and I do think that Civil War, most of their tie-ins matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of throwaway tie-ins. I, I know there's been, there were a lot. Um, it does make Captain Marvel look like a fat, or Ms. Marvel at the time look like a fascist, but that's just her character yeah uh there's a lot of weird things in in the crossovers where the pro registration heroes look terrible especially in today's climate they look awful (laughs) i mean like i said poor carol danvers is like a goose stepping like taking like the canadian border she stops spider woman to spider woman two and her child from crossing the canadian border and like she's beating Spider Woman two in the face, and her daughter is over the line, like hugging Alpha Flight, and Alpha Flight is just like, oh my yes, God. we got and another Alpha yeah, Flight yeah, reference yeah, in this. Yeah, we yeah. got an Alpha Flight reference. And Alpha Flight is just like glaring at Carol Danvers, like, if we could cross this border, you would be done. And yeah. it's like, that's our hero, wow. and it's that yeah. is this is why a lot of and spoiler alert, if I'm not on the Captain Marvel podcast, <laughs> comic fans. Do not like Carol Danvers, not because of Carol. It's because the way she's been written. Right. And it's a lot of like really, I won't even say pro-government because that's not fair. It's a lot of fascist stuff. There's Civil War II that she caused in the comics. Oh, there's another? There's another one, oh, which boy. we won't get into. Mm-hmm. But like she's the entire, she's the Tony Stark of it. Right. And she gets off way worse than Tony Stark does. She looks worse in that than Tony does in this. So it's a problem. Wow. Well, now with the Captain Marvel movie and then how, I guess you said she's Miss Marvel in this. She's Miss Marvel. She's Miss yeah, Marvel. She's okay. Marvel. Yeah. Is she, is she not? Cause I always just, I've only seen her in the movie. Yeah. I always equate her with, in terms of she is off world. Like that's her that, thing. No, no, okay. no. Nope. And that's not her thing. Like the movie. She's a, she's a terrestrial kind yeah, of. Yeah. And her powers really fluctuate. Okay. Like in this, she's only basically like Superman. She has Super flight, invulnerability, uh, no strength. Yeah. No energy. Okay. And no like godlike energy. Like she's not like. She can't take down a, a Thanos warship. Yeah, right. They yeah. had to explain her out away from Infinity War, right? Because they made her too to, powerful. Right. Well, they yeah. didn't want her. I mean, that's pretty well known. The Russo brothers have come out. They did not want her at all. Why? Because she's like the add-on character. Right. And again, and the way that she was, she's too powerful. I mean, like. Yeah, she could just finish it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the way that Disney has set her up. uh, She's just way too powerful. I mean, in a way that like, again, DC has all these characters. Yeah. 
and they don't murder space aliens. And then again, this is very nerdy. She just murders space. It's basically <laughs> yeah. like if you were like fighting, like, you know, um, I don't want to that. That's too messed up. But like basically like taking it like she, she does not need to kill people. Right. And the, both movies she's been in, she's just murdering people. <laughs> uh, and again, she wouldn't do that in the comic either. So it's like, so it, it does confuse audiences. Okay. I think on, on like power, like where everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the villains, I think the villains could have showed up in the movie. I think the Thunderbolts so, could have sh- could have been like we rounded up all these B listers that Shield caught and then yeah. throw them. And that's the th- like, that's exactly what I thought because Mike, that was the other thing you had sent me was like the raft is typically attached to Rikers Island. It's not thrown out in the middle of the where Atlantic is, Ocean. Yeah, where is it in the movie? I assume they, it's the middle. Of they the Atlantic say Ocean. the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. That's the note I have. Yeah. But it doesn't. How does he get f- to from there to Siberia? Like you know what I mean? There's you don't just take. I mean he. I think he. F- I assumed he fell out of the helicopter and put the suit on and just flew away. But I where get. does the helicopter go? Like they don't have that far of a range. But in oh, the true. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I mean, now we're nitpicking. Now we're getting into cinema sins, nitpicking level here. But in the in the comics, especially in the Civil War one, they use a interdimensional prison called Forty Two. Yes. In Forty Two, you you walk in, and this is where you see that the pro registration heroes are truly villains, and they have the like everybody is in this this pro registration prison 42 it's hundreds and hundreds of no anti-registration due, heroes yeah it's, no do no due process yeah because it's in the negative zone it isn't it's supposed to be guantanamo bay that's what right. he's trying to do right but there's a big difference between hero i mean like known superheroes and you know uh, some U.S. citizens and some not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Like, yeah. Like the public alone would just be like, "What is happening?" Like you have every <laughs> lawyer in the country being like, "What's happening with this?" No. And they really tried to hand wave it, being like, "Well, it's not American soil. It's a negative zone. Mm. You guys can't get to it." And it, it's really, it's an odd thing. But the raft didn't. They built that in a week. Yeah, and like, it, it felt like it was just built for the five Avengers. Yeah, and I heard it's the the abomination is supposed to be. Like it was built for the abomination, and he's in okay. the basement. But if we've never seen it, it it's yeah. not real, right? Yeah. I have other questions about that. Now, you you put a giant monster who can destroy a lot of stuff inside something that if he punctures a hole into it, it's going to drown. It's, I, well, it's going to sink. Uh, yeah. That's the plan. I'm I think assuming. The, I think it's the plan, and then they've only used them. I'm not sure. I wish I rewatched this last night, but I. I think they say in the movie, they say there's been only one occupant of the raft, right? Or no? Do they say they're the only occupant? Oh, maybe. Occupants? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. And I've heard that somewhere, and the one occupant is supposed to be the Abomination, because he's the only they, villain they've okay. ever caught, I think, in, the entire, in all the movies. Okay. They, they haven't caught anybody else. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. Like they could. This could have been a good chance to put, you know, bring in some of... I don't remember the timeline here, but... You know, bring in. I mean, bring in just Justin Hammer, maybe. Justin Hammer, or even just characters from Agents of Shield. Yeah. In to tie this in would yeah. have been a nice, you know, nice nod to the series where they've otherwise ignored it right. for the last seven years. And the airport fight, I like it, but it's cheap. Yeah. They yeah. did an airport because they're like, oh, we don't have to worry about CGI and buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's almost no damage. And they toss out that throwaway line that uh, the airport's being evacuated. It's like, okay, here we go. There wasn't anybody, <laughs> like, who else is in the airport anyway? They found two empty parking spots among rows of empty parking spots. Well, I, I want to I ask you this, too, since, well, um, did you like that he kisses Sharon Carter in this? 
I did, but there's a reason then they just because <laughs> hang on, Sharon Carter is the love interest in the comics. Yes, and they had built that up in in uh, Winter Soldier that you know they might be getting together, but I think right after this movie ended, they realized, oh wait, we're gonna get him and Peggy Carter back together, and we have to just disappear her away. <laughs> I think, and this is just behind the scenes like conjecture. I think that some, like I said, the Russo, they had to find a way to get rid of Captain America. Mm-hmm. And somebody, the Russo brothers, Kevin Feige, was like, no, we're going to have him go in the past and go with Peggy Carter, even though he doesn't care that much about Peggy <laughs> Carter. Like the Peggy Carter stuff infuriated me in, in uh, Endgame. I'm like, there's, he, no, he yeah. would oh. not have done that. He knew her for like two seconds. And then, like, yeah, it's very it's like forced. It's very forced. Yeah, it's, it's very very forced. It's a, it's, a ha- it's forcing him a happy ending. I will tell you this: Pat cried at that moment. I did. Well, I really enjoyed that on. moment. Well, because yes, you get the happy ending. He does. Yeah, the happy ending is great. But we but saw. Didn't get happy. Endings. Do you think he mentioned he's like, hey, I made out with your uh, granddaughter or yeah. grandniece? Or Eventually, he's gonna to see her. Eventually, as he gets older, he's gonna see her, and he's gonna be like, remember that time? <laughs> yeah. When we. Uh, yeah. yeah. You want to go again? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's very uh, but but listen I I I think Sharon Carter in this movie also got the sh- she should have been more involved in this movie yes and hopefully because she's also going to be in the Winter Soldier yeah which show. I've heard she, I've heard uh, she's going to be Bucky's love interest that's what I've heard oh boy yeah which is <laughs> but but wait, but that is very uh, that's very comic booky that's yeah. a very comic booky thing to for everybody to have the same love for interest. everyone to yeah. have like to everyone to have the same. Or like you know they they pass people around. Yeah, I mean whatever. you joked before that Black Widow has been around the block, but she's hooked up with Hawkeye, Daredevil, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Um, I know I'm forgetting other people. Tony. 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 Yes, Tony. Because she introduced. No, maybe not Tony. No. She was in Iron Man, but I don't think she. Had to yeah. She may have. And there's like you know other villains. Uh, the red you know in the movie mm-hmm. you know, Red Guardians her husband. But like, and even the X Men, the X Men are just like a 1990s soap opera. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. we already talked about Cyclops and Emma Frost. Then yeah. there's Cyclops and Jean Grey, and then there's a bunch of in, stuff. In the movie, are we supposed to assume that uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye were together at one point when they were younger, or they were just friends? I think they were just friends. So yeah, in the movie, I think they've they've pretty much gone full force. Like they're just friends. Yeah. They're like yeah. comrades. It's like his work wife. Y- yeah. Right, right. right. I, I don't think there's ever any. Uh, now that would be a great weird thing in Hawkeye to find out because yeah. you know maybe he cheated on his wife or something or mm-hmm. but like in the movie so far they haven't yeah they haven't really touched on it interesting so the end of the movie with with you finding out Bucky murdered Tony Stark's right. parents right. I thought that was incredibly forced well, because I, they needed him to be like I'm gonna murder this guy yeah and I thought that's like well now Tony Stark's a villain because he's basically gonna kill a brainwashed right person who now is no longer brainwashed and is remorseful for what he's done no screw that i'm gonna try to kill him i'm trying to remember when cap found out about it no no he knows he knew remember he knew the whole time that's what i was gonna bring up the one thing i did not like was the fact that captain america already knew that bucky killed his parents and ever since from when from the beginning yeah so i don't know i know what your question is like when did cap find out yeah i have no idea like, did he, he find knew. out when he was when Bucky was pinned in that workshop and Bucky said, this is all the stuff I've done. And this is what 
Zemo wanted to know, or did Cap know even Drew before Shield. that? Yeah, I, I, Cap got fun when. 2016. 2016? No. No, 2016. 2012. 2012. This happened in 1991. Yeah. Cap got thawed right before the Avengers. Yeah, which was 2012. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, so I I don't know if that conversation between Bucky and Cap saying, what did Zemo want from you? Oh, you wanted mission report from this day because I killed Tony's parents happened during the machine shop scene when they had him. No, I don't think it happened in the movie. No. Yeah. Because he tells, I think it happened when I think we're supposed to assume it happened when he is supposed to, he is going to look for him or when he is, when he works at shield and he's looking for Bucky and he's trying to research everything when they're getting all the files and they're trying, they're on the hunt for him. Mm -hmm. Like it's all between movies. I think that we're supposed to assume cap has always known. And, but there's no ever like, I, I know something about, Tony's and, parents. I don't yeah. want to tell them. Right. And that's and I think that's a forced thing to me for people to be like, oh, now Cap did something wrong. Right. Because that's what they were trying to go right. for. And again, it failed. Iron Man's he's the bad guy in this. Yeah. He's the bad guy in in the movie. And again, the, the thing that I will say, I I would I do appreciate the movie not having shield agents all all of a sudden become super soldiers, mm-hmm. which do, does happen in the comic. These guys can't take out like, you know, a rat themed supervillain, but they're able to take out like <laughs> <laughs> scores of Avengers and like it's crazy in the comic how that happens um, but yeah in the end it's kind of weird that we all forget that Tony Stark was about to murder somebody and it's not brought yes. up in Infinity War or Endgame about oh. sorry I tried to kill you it like is. and I know it's yeah. a comic trope but this was an actual he says it right he says I'm going to kill him yes yeah. 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 that's yeah. bad that's real bad uh, there's we haven't even talked about the fact that I will tell we haven't talked about the fact that well, uh, Ant Man was in this. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And when he shows up, it's funny. Like Paul Rudd's is Paul Rudd does Paul a great Rudd, job yeah. and, in as his role in Ant Man right. and all the Ant Man movies right. and this one. Um, but that's the kind of cameo you kind of want. You pop in, right. pop out. You're not. It doesn't like because with Spider Man, it's like we within this movie. Not only are we getting a Captain America movie, not only are we getting an Avengers movie, we're getting a a semi origin story of Spider Man and Black Panther. We're getting a pre. Yeah, we're getting kind of like a. a well, yeah, it is because he's a lot. He's it's, in it a lot. And I read a, that they it, they put him in a lot because they wanted Spider-Man in more and they couldn't use it. was They were fighting with Sony to get Spider-Man oh, in the movie. Really? And so it, they, it looked like it, he wasn't going to be in the movie. So they kind of toned down Spider-Man at the, and they beefed up Black Panther. Yes. But then when they got Spider-Man, they were like, well, it's too late now. Yeah. yeah so that's funny. Yeah. Um, but. But but again, I like the chase scene when they're fighting. The action is great. I I didn't the bike when Bucky grabs the bike. That was cool. That's actually a practical effect. That's not a CGI. That's a guy doing it. It's like at that point you're like, all right, good. Like that stuff is nice. Like when you know that they do it on on camera, you appreciate it a little bit more. And I just mentioned I I watched Evil Dead, the 2013 buckets of blood and all that stuff. I like that. No, me too. I think practical beats CGI. Absolutely. Absolutely. CGI is meant to kind of help enhance. Yeah, Yeah, it's not meant to replace like Star Wars Phantom Menace, but regardless of that. (laughs) (laughs) It's very Um, true. uh, But there are moments in the movie that I enjoy, but on the whole, I just, it's so long and it's just, and a lot of stuff is forgotten about moving on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, I like it's I like it more than most mm-hmm. MCU because I'm in the camp of like too many MCU MCU movies are cookie cutter. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. much the same movie over and mm-hmm. over and over again. But I would definitely put me personally, I would put Civil War like top five. 
for me. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's because wow. that's bold. Yeah. That's because, bold. Well, because I'd have to hear your other top five because there's because well, there I, are huge flaws yeah. in a lot of these movies. Well, I do like Black Panther. Yeah, Black, Black Panther. Panther. I think I like them. I like the movies. Very comic I like, but I like the movies that don't rely on. I need to see the other movies to to really appreciate it more. They're more like like the first Captain America. See, i we've talked about me and Pat have talked about yeah. this. Cat, the first Captain America is not a good movie. Well, it's, like it's, it's it's maybe it's comparison comparison wise. Well, because it's it's very and I you guys already talked about this, but like the the story's all they ruin Red Skull, so that's a huge like okay huge mark against it, and I think it's a little bit like. Oh, we're gonna have a super soldier, but we're gonna have him be a mascot that tries to get troops, and you know, that would never happen. Right? I'm like, yeah. they would put he'd be on the front lines, like, they, yeah. like murdering, trying to murder Hitler or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's other the um, there's too much comedic stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. Bucky falling off the train is yeah. very not. So I I like first I'm saying I like it. Yeah. I I would say that argue that Civil War is a better movie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's more of like it has an, it knows what it wants. It even though there's things don't make sense, it knows what it wants to do. Right. Okay. And it doesn't really ruin. It, I mean, no, it does. It doesn't ruin any huge care. Like Red Skull was ruined because of that. Because he was ruining the entire franchise because that one movie. Would you have liked it because the because the original script was going to be nothing with Civil War? Kevin Feige wanted to do that, as you said. Yeah. Would they were Crossbones was supposed to be working for Red Skull? You okay? Yeah. Calm yeah. Down. <laughs> yes. Let me say that again. Before Pat flipped out. Crossbones was <laughs> supposed to be working for Red Skull in the original script. Yeah, I, I've Would heard. Would you have appreciated that more? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they were, if if it led up to Civil War, like it, even if it was like a baby mm-hmm. Avengers movie sure. with like you had Scarlet Witch and you had maybe Winter Soldier in the background or something, or and the other Avengers, maybe, no Iron Man necessarily. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe. But I like Spider Man in this. I like Black yep. Panther in this. Mm-hmm. I like Zemo. Like the only things I don't like about it are like, in my opinion, nitpick, like my nitpicky things. Right. Um, and I, but I get it. It is a long movie. Yeah. But there's like what twelve heroes in this movie. Uh, six on six, and yeah, yeah, yeah that's a Plus lot. Villains. And then one villain, and then yeah, Crossbones and um Zemo yeah. and Thunderbolt Ross and Thunderbolt <laughs> and Aunt May. Of course, yeah. yeah. You get Sharon Carter, and we haven't even talked about Everett Ross, which we could talk about. For Black Panther. Oh, ever ever yeah. Ross is great. I mean, they didn't yeah. use him enough in Black Panther. I think no. he should have been used yeah. more as uh, the 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 fault or you know the straight guy in, right. in comedic routines. Like mm-hmm. it, he would be yeah. much hopefully, funnier. Hopefully, in the Black Panther sequels, we'll see. Maybe yeah. in the Winter Soldier show, we'll see him a little bit more. And he, he could play those. He didn't roles. die. But he died when they rescue him when they when they get claw out of uh, the no. facility. Everett Ross. No, no. He, sur- okay. he survived. He, he blows, He's the only he one. Uses the ship and blows up some of the ones that were trying to escape. Oh, yeah. Right. He's you're the only right. one who lives when he like gets out. I think. Oh, yeah. that's right. Because he goes to Wakanda and they yes. put him in. The, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. It's like, but, Oh, you brought an outsider here. Yeah. It's Martin Freeman. But, uh, but I will, but I will. Yeah. I would say top five All for, right. me, for okay. me personally. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the only stronger movie or the only other movies in that time. Now that I have to say, it, because everybody will be like, what's his other. <laughs> um, and this might be cop out answers, sure. but they're real answers. It's Iron Man. Endgame and Infinity War and Winter Soldier is on top. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. Those are, uh, those, I think those would be yeah. most of those would yeah. be up there for me. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I like Iron Man more than like say Avengers, the fir- I like the first Avengers movie a lot because it's so comic book mm-hmm. right. accurate. Um, I think Iron Man just does a better job 
like even Ironmonger is fine. Like he's not a huge villain. Right. So I think it's a good origin. And he nails it. He was he nailed Tony Stark. And without it, you don't have the rest of this world. Correct. Yeah. All right. But that's what I would say. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for uh, joining us for our Civil War discussion. Yeah, Thank no, you. So I, sorry, I hope it didn't go too far no, off the no, rails. Not at, because... I, I, I honestly, I I assumed that we were going to be all over the place. And that's fine. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. it, it's not a problem. Because I, I said to Pat, I go, you shouldn't have had me read it. Because he was like, you didn't send me a lot of notes. It's like, well, you had me read this thing. So I know that I already know what we're going to talk about. But I wanted you to talk about it from a perspective of habit. Because this is based off of you know they, they pull the title they pull yes, the plot yeah. line it's it's unlike you know when we've looked at iron man we've looked at captain america where there have been numerous issues of origin stories mm-hmm. and this one it's civil war and it's a seven issue series right without i, I didn't want to give you the tie-ins because i didn't want you to go no, so crazy yeah. but i think there's you know to to see what they could do and what they could not do mm-hmm. was an important point for our discussion all right i think it, i think it yeah it, i think so especially since out of all the marvel movies this is the only one that has it a, a real comic yes it's based off like ragnarok is not based it's bought place off planet hulk and and kind of ragnarok but not really it's mm-hmm. a hella story yeah um and that's and inf- i would and i would say infinity war is kind of sort of infinity gauntlet but not really okay so this yeah. is the only one that like you know has a pro-registration side anti-registration side the heroes are you know, where they're supposed to be okay um and as a non as a non as not as not being a super comics guy, it's I'm inter- I'm I was interested to hear what you had to say about yeah. that too. Cool. All right. I mean, I you know I'd like to see a Fantastic Four movie done right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, right? you, I told you what I thought last time when we did Ant Man is you could plop them in the '60s. Yeah, he wants to put them in the past. Yeah, then, a lot of people. You're, yeah. A lot of people think they would work better in the past. It's like a forgotten. Sort of, well, get trapped in the negative zone. Get trapped somewhere else. And right. You could just. Bring them back. Pull them back in whenever you feel like it. Yeah. yeah, and because the scuttlebutt now is that like Kang is going to be the big bad. Okay. For them, or he basically shows up and he's like, "What the hell?" Kang, for anybody who doesn't know, is a time uh, villain, time travel villain. Um, him just showing up, being like, "What have you guys done to time?" Basically, <laughs> you know, like you can't be doing this. Uh, which I think would make more sense than like Galactus or something. Yeah, because I think. Galactus is too easy. Yeah. As lame as that sounds, I think people are expecting. And Doctor Doom is a character. He's like a Magneto. He's not going to be like Thanos. He's going to be like basically a supporting character. Okay. I yeah. think they're yeah. they're not going to make him like a full on crazy adversary. I think he's going to be like a, a, a tortured villain. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, we will see. Well, I will see. Paul's not going to see you next week, but I will <laughs> see you next week with Pat. We're going to be doing Doctor Strange. Uh, Paul, now we just sit here and we watch Pat do his recommended reading. We just stare quietly at him. Okay. And then Brought we'll to you by it. Infinite Heroes. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I have not introduced. I haven't said goodbye yet. Uh, All right. See you later, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for having me. As always, at the end of each episode, we like to send you home with some recommended reading that follows up on some of the characters and plots presented in this week's film. Our recommended reading section is sponsored by Infinite Heroes, comics, cards, and collectibles in Watertown, Connecticut. If you're in the Connecticut or New England area, it's a great location to pick up comics from Marvel as well as DC, Image, and more. They also have a large collection of trading cards, toys, and collectibles. Owner Paul Santos has worked in comics for years, most recently as an editor at DC Comics. Ask him for a recommendation and tell him we sent you. Thanks, Paul, and thanks everybody for listening. This week on our recommended reading, we're doing Civil War, uh, including the main series and the tie-ins. So first up, of course, is the Civil War main series by Mark Miller and Steve McNeven. 
the seven issues of the main series sees superheroes gone wrong and devastating results, including the explosion of a school in Stanford, Connecticut. Following that, Marvel's Universe of Superheroes picks sides for or against the Superhero Registration Act. No matter whose team you're on, nobody wins. Number two, a hidden gem, the Civil War crossover series Frontline. Daily Bugle reporters Ben Ulrich and Sally Floyd cover uh, the Civil War from a journalist perspective, interviewing heroes and villains from both sides. Sometimes crossover tie-ins can be tiresome. However, Paul Jenkins and Ramon Box bring a fresh perspective to the genre. And finally, Civil War, Captain America, Iron Man. This collection of tie-ins from their ongoing respective Captain America and Iron Man monthly series works as companion pieces to the main Civil War series. See what's happening with both heroes as they deal with personal demons and private battles. And see what's going on with the heroes during the midst of the war. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your reading, and we'll see you next time.